So if you don't know, I'm Matt Maxwell. Uh, I am the visual arts director at Golf Course Road Church of Christ in Midland, Texas. I primarily am a storyteller uh, for the church. It's a really great job in that I get to go out uh, in the community, uh, in the state, and internationally and get to tell all the different stories that GCR is a part of and come back and report. And um, So video work is, is what I do for the church, storytelling. Um, and I've always been intrigued with gadgets and smaller gadgets and smaller gadgets. And the iPhone is just one of my most favorite, favorite things ever made. And it gets better and better. As you guys know, the camera gets better and better and better every year. That's like beyond the iPhone 10, which is, was a big design change. The one thing that everybody wants is a better camera. And they consistently do it every year. That tiny little thing gets better and better. Uh, where I shoot photography as well uh, in town, and uh, my wife and I own a little photo company, uh, but I, I can't bear to bring that big old camera on vacations or around the house, and so sadly I don't take any of these really beautiful pictures with this nice big camera of our kids because I have my iPhone. There's no reason for me to do that, I feel, because it's just right there and it's in your pocket. So that's what this class is about. Shooting, uh, not photography, we're going to focus on video, doing videos uh, on your iPhone and what that looks like and how easy that is, the many different options. We could uh, discuss some fun toys. Uh, that's something I don't think Pepperdine has enough of is some real good visual aid and toys that you can play with in these classes. So I hope that, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, as I said earlier, we're going to watch a commercial that I, Apple did uh, for their 30th anniversary. And it is, I think it's just called 30th Anniversary Commercial. So let's uh, take a look at that.
Okay, we're gonna watch the making of this real quick. I just get intrigued from behind the scenes videos from the old effects. You remember those, the TV show? They would show like the effects behind Terminator 2 or something. And man, I just love that. And that's what kind of got me into video and film. Uh, so we're gonna see the behind the scenes. That commercial was directed by Ridley Scott. Does anybody know the significance of why Ridley Scott would have directed that? Because 30 years ago, Ridley Scott directed the famous Apple Macintosh commercial. It was at Fahrenheit 451. Is that what it was based on? Yeah. Where the, the girl's running and she throws the hammer at the, at the big screen. What was that? 1984. 1984. That's right. Because it was 1984. Uh, they yes. threw the hammer at the screen and it was a famous, famous commercial. One of the t most famous. And anyway, so 30 years later, he directed this one all in one day. It's the whole of January 24th for 36 hours, starting in Melbourne, Australia. I want to see the surfer running out at that moment. Finishing on the west coast of the United States of America. As you can see, we've got Seattle, Tokyo, Paris, Aspen, Los Angeles. Each crew has one or several iPhones. They have a receiver in a backpack. So we're receiving the data that's being shot for this film through the iPhone. But then we're also simultaneously communicating via FaceTime with first assistant director who is standing next to our cameraman. It's exciting because it's spontaneous. Move off them into that view. That's what I love. the essence of the moment and it being truthful as seen through the prism of this device I think is, is really rather lovely. So beautiful little commercial. Uh, I'm showing this because I want you to realize again these are just tools and it's the person behind it telling the story that captivates you. It doesn't matter what it was shot on. It could be shot on these older iPhones, and it's still captivating. Uh, Steve, do you guys know Steven Soderbergh, uh, the director? His last movie, Unsane, was shot entirely on an iPhone. It's in theaters now. Uh, he has been quoted as saying that he's never going to go back from shooting on a small device like an iPhone. Uh, his next feature is a basketball film, and they're shooting it right now on the iPhone, which is just mind-boggling. Um, that, that we are in that day and age that anybody can pick up a phone and make a film uh, that can be seen at the theaters. So, uh, that aside, we're not making films for theaters, we're making films for Facebook, for Instagram, for the people at our church, for people we want to communicate and tell stories about what we're doing in our different ministries. Uh, that's what I hope you're here and that's what I hope uh, you guys can get out of this. Uh, so what I'm about to show you, oh, this is Steven Soderbergh right here shooting a scene for the movie Unsane uh, right here. And so he's using some, some equipment we're going to discuss. This gimbal right here is $130. You know, the iPhone is however much. They're, sh they're more expensive than they should be these days, it feels like. Uh, but yeah. So uh, what I'm about to show you is we went out and shot a fake ministry video for uh, a tutoring program that we're involved in in Midland. 
Down the street from our church is Midland Lee High School. And every Tuesday we're involved with communities and schools and go and help with a tutoring uh, class after school. And I've been involved with it for a couple years now. And so this is an example of a ministry video I would shoot for our church. And I'll probably end up using it somewhere, but that was not the intent. The intent was to shoot it for you guys to show you your, the different options. So what I'm about to show you is uh, the same footage shot or edited three different ways. One way was edited in five minutes, another one was edited in 20 minutes, and the other one was edited in about three hours and showing you the differences you can do. So this is the five minute version of, of the edit. <laughs> And I want you to know, this was all done by the app itself. Decisions were chosen by it. So there's some mistakes, some clear mistakes. But if you're just trying to get something out quickly to Instagram, which is the day and age we live in, we gotta get stuff out quick or it doesn't matter. So this is how you do it. You, sh you go and shoot, throw it on your iPhone, make a quick video and get it out. So this hasn't been color corrected, audio's weird and off. But again, it's a fine little piece to show on Instagram. Um, I did it so quickly I forgot to change the title in the beginning. A few days in Midland doesn't make sense. Um, same footage, this is the 20 minute edit. So that's my son. He and I go and take coffee to these students. was much more um, 20 minutes is longer than five minutes so I was able to actually make some cues and cuts uh, and here's the three-hour version that I edited on the airplane here One of the things that became clear to me is as soon as I started volunteering and tutoring, 
was how much I had forgotten since high school. I was a Bible student uh, in college. That's all I studied. Uh, and so my math is terrible. Uh, and I can barely help with English uh, because I knew Greek grammar, and that carried over some. And no one's coming in for church history stuff. I can help with culinary arts and social studies and helping people write essays. I've found ways to help uh, that have been beneficial for the students. It's a ministry that my four-year-old son and I get to do together. He and I take the coffee from the church building, and then we just take it right into the school, and my little four-year-old loves it. And we go to each table, and we ask, would you like some coffee? And they say yes, and so I, I pump them the coffee out of the carafe, and my son asks if they want any creamer, and usually these kids like a lot of creamer. So uh, Henry goes over and counts, he's using his counting skills, and counts out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven creamers uh, for these kids. Uh, they drink a lot of creamer. <laughs> there are people who are right down the street from them. We're a block away from that high school. Uh, I hope that they feel that love coming from this place, that they know there's someone a block away that knows their name, uh, that cares what's going on for them at school, who cares about what's going on at home, uh, that if something comes up, they have a place to turn to. Uh, one of my favorite things has been finding or seeing some of the students show up in the church office from time to time uh, because of those relationships we built on, on their home turf. Uh, they felt comfortable because of that to come and hang out with us here in, in our place. So a bit of a difference, huh? 20 minutes to three hours, and there's still some issues in there, but it's a, it's a pretty polished piece uh, that I was surprised at uh, on the airplane on the Southwest flight here. Um, so please stop me if you have any questions. I'm just going to keep rolling. Do we, do we have any questions right off the bat? How long did you spend shooting the footage for that? That was over two tutoring days. Uh, one uh, was without my son. I didn't tell him that we had tutoring that day because I had to get some of those those, yeah. those nice shots, those close-ups, and that's with this device that we'll get to soon. Uh, and then the other one was, I'm usually behind the camera. I don't like being in front of the camera. Uh, but I, I like my story of my son and I doing this together. So I had a friend, um, a, a high schooler, just take this uh, gimbal thing and follow me. He's never used it before. I don't know if you noticed, but that was some really smooth footage. It's some tracking shots. and. He's never done it before. Again, we'll play with this. Um, and it just allows you to get some really smooth shots. So that was over two, I mean, two hours from over two days. Uh, and then the interviews, we had 30 minutes to shoot those on uh, Thursday, this last Thursday. And so we just quickly shot those. And uh, yeah, and put them, made it. Yep. You mentioned the app made the editing choices on the five minute Yes. I'm going to get to those. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get, yes. We have a, we use the green screen at our yeah. church, so we have a couple of men that do it, but I'm very last minute, so I sometimes, I was wondering if I could do this with, use a green screen with an iPhone. With this app, you can, that okay. I'll show you, okay. you can. I haven't done it yet, okay. but there, I saw the option to do that. Okay. Yeah, so I want to empower you to do it, but I also don't want those guys to lose a job. So, <laughs> uh, any other questions right now? Okay, so I'll continue and maybe I'll answer some of the questions that, that may be lingering. Okay, so we're gonna talk about some of my favorite tools. Um, the light sand mount, I mean, this is just so cheap and so easy. 
this one right here is a, is a portable one, so it was more expensive, around $45, but you can get on Amazon for $15 to $20. This is light stand, it's got an eighth inch uh, little screw on top. And then these guys, which hold your iPhone, man, it, <coughs> tangent real quick, everything is just getting so cheap. And because you, you, someone has a great design here in America, and sadly it gets copied in China, and then it gets copied again and again, and all of a sudden, it's just dirt cheap. And I hate that for some people. I love that as a consumer because it just makes everything very much, it makes everything much more accessible. Uh, so anyway, so what I was saying, they, these mounts used to be 40 bucks because they were metal and high end, but now they're plastic, which isn't too bad. But again, $6 on Amazon. So you kind of, you put your iPhone in here and it, you can change different size iPhones or cases. So I use that for time lapses or as a second tripod. Uh, tripods are more expensive because they work well and, and they're better than a light stand. But a light stand, you just need something to stay still and not touch it. That's the best thing you can do. The next one is a new toy. And man, again, <clears throat> about five years ago, gimbals hit the market for professional cameras. And I'm blanking on the company that kind of really marketed it. But they were $5,000, $6,000 for a, a good gimbal system. And then they started making them for iPhones uh, about two years ago, maybe three, and then you couldn't get them for less than $400. And I have one, and it's just terrible. And this guy came out, DJI. DJI is the company behind all those drones. Like, you know, you think of the classic remote control drone, that's the company, DJI, the little white guy. And now they have all these collapsible ones. But they are they're blowing up in China. They're a fantastic company. And they created this one called the Osmo a couple, a couple years ago for 350. Another company came in, copied them, and made one for 140, which wasn't as good, but good enough for 140. And then they came out with Osmo 2 for $130. So that's with this one right here, which is fantastic. And then that other company dropped theirs to now $100. So they're just so cheap. And if you guys don't know what a gimbal is, let me show you. So I'll just pull up uh, like my video app, and I get it. I'm just gonna set it in here, and I turn it on. And all of a sudden, it, it gives me, we got level if I shake it, move up and down, and it smooths everything out. So, like, and if I want to do a turn, I turn it, and it slowly turns it. If I want to go down, it slowly turns it down. So it makes all your movements very, very smooth. You can change the setting too. Like, uh, I'll set it right here, and I push a button. So now it won't go up and down. It just stays at that level. So this is great if I want to do a, a classic, like, crane shot. So I go down, I go up, and then, you know, it looks like I have a... $50,000 crane in here just <laughs> raising up. It's a marvelous tool. So I'll pass this around. And don't worry, you can't, I mean, you can break something, but I don't think you're going to. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's the gimbal. Um, so the next thing is the Beast Grip Pro. And this is one of those companies that came out with a great idea. It was a bunch of uh, two young guys, I think out of Chicago. And they had a great Kickstarter campaign 
for this thing called the B-Script Pro. And it's this, it's this guy right here. And the original intent was you have these lenses that screw on right here. And it's, it's a more advanced version of just the, the clip stand because you have a hot shoe now. You can mount things in all different directions. You have these grips, which makes it great. And it really locks everything in. And you can, you can adapt these different lenses. But these lenses acted the same as, as these. I don't know if you've seen these around on Amazon for super cheap, which are fun. They're just kind of like a fisheye effect. It's everything very, very wide. And it's just better quality because the lens is bigger. But then they decided to make this thing called the depth of field adap adapter, DOF. And it's, it's that dream of, you know, I had these really nice 35 millimeter lenses for my camera. Man, I wish I could put that on my iPhone. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, they did it. And so they created this adapter, uh, again, called the DOF. And this is the Mark II, which just came out this last year. And the way it works is uh, where it, it doesn't hit the lens on the camera, uh, the image when it comes through the lens. There's actually an opaque piece of glass in here, and it basically projects onto the glass, and then the iPhone captures the glass in there. So it's like the, the lens is now projecting onto this, and then the iPhone is collecting that image. <coughs> Well, in the process, the image gets flipped. So for a couple of years, you had to shoot your image upside down. Um, however, there's this app called Filmic Pro, which is not in here, but there's a setting to flip your image, and you can see it like you would normally. So I'll pass this around as well. And okay, so let me talk about pros and cons with this. Do I have a slide? So the DOF in the MK2 is just the adapter itself. It's not yeah, the okay, so that's right, it's just the adapter. Great, great question. Um, and it's, it's for Canon lenses. So any Canon lens will work. Uh, you can't adjust the aperture. You have to adjust the aperture on the camera, like your Canon camera, and then take it off, because it remembers that setting, and then turn it on, or put it on. So basically, you just want to open it up all the way, and then turn it on. What I do is I buy these cheap Nikon lenses from the 70s, and get a little Canon adapter, and these things are marvelous because it's manual focus, great manual focus, and manual aperture. So I can change my aperture and change my focus. These are 60 to 80 bucks on eBay. Um, so pros and cons. The pro is you get this great depth of field, which is when it gets really blurry in the background. Like all the cameras on the iPhone are trying to do that effect, the portrait effect. And, they, and they're doing it fairly well. Um, problem is with video. Uh, they haven't done that yet with video because you need a lens like this to have a shallow depth of field. And it makes it feel like a professional camera and not an iPhone. Um, and so that's what this does. It gives it a very, um, it's not sharp, sharp, it's not tack sharp, but it has this kind of little dreamy effect, which is not bad. Uh, there's no image stabilization. So you're losing a lot with this. But what you have to realize is you're gaining that depth of field or that ability. Um, it hasn't been copied yet by any other company. So good for them. Uh, but that's why it's the most expensive thing on here. That thing is $140, even though it's just some plastic and little pieces of metal. Uh, that depth of field is $270. And again, most expensive thing on here, but it's, it's a tool for a job. 
And what I've been using it for is, is you know, on my tripod, getting in with those shots, doing a rack focus, which is when you focus from one thing to another, um, or those interviews that I shot of myself and of David were all done on this lens and more. Yes? Is that in okay. Can you zoom on? You can. Um, it, they, it also sucks up a little light, and the iPhone already isn't too sensitive, so it's better to have a wide open lens, and usually zooms are stopped down somewhat. Um, but yes, you can. I mean, I've seen it. I've used my big you know, 70 to 200 on this, and it looks ridiculous. It looks awesome. It doesn't look ridiculous. <laughs> it looks awesome. But uh, yeah, you can do all sorts of crazy things. With that, with this setup, no, uh, okay. you're, you're losing light with this setup. Okay. Even if, like, uh, right now it's at 1.4, f1.4, yeah. and it's still, yeah, yeah, it's still, you're still pushing it to get an image. So it's way better outside than inside. If you're shooting interviews, right. you gotta make sure it's lit well. Uh, yeah, so feel free to play with this, play with that zoom, um, and if something goes wrong with the app, just flag me and I'll help you out. The other problem with using your iPhone is if someone calls you, it's really awkward. So. <laughs> okay, I can't talk right now. Uh, so that's another reason that like, I hate when we, we are upgrading our phones. I always try to keep my phone, and I have like two or three of them. We, and some, my parents are terrible because they have a drawer of just old iPhones. They don't get rid of them or sell them. But uh, I, I like that. Uh, so. Maybe think about keeping your iPhone for stuff like this. Okay, any more questions before I move on? When do we need to get out of here? 9.30? It's an hour, right? Does putting it in airplane mode help? Yes, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But then you can't, you know, when your wife calls you to, you forgot to pick up your son or something. That's <laughs> never happens. Um, <laughs> Matt, it's tutoring today. Are you going to pick him up? Um, Okay, so uh, apps. We're talking about apps now. Uh, the main thing I use my get up, my setup for this is to do time lapse shots. And you saw that shot uh, when we went to Midland Lee Library. You saw everyone in that time lapse scenario. Uh, Apple has a great time lapse uh, setting in the camera app. Uh, and if that's all you use, that's great. Uh, what I find is uh, it's chalky. It's, it's your classic time lapse of time moving, and you can just see it kind of like, boop, 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 boop. you know what I'm talking about, that stop motion look? And, and I don't like that, and there's ways around it. And you're always trying to do one up than everything else. And my favorite app is called Skyflow. And it might cost money, I don't know, maybe $4. Somebody can shout it out. Uh, but what it does is it does, um, oh, this is, this is not Skyflow, okay, let me back up. DJI Go, this is the app that comes with the DJI Osmo uh, gimbal that's going around. And there's a setting on there to do time lapse. Again, technology is just getting so cheap that uh, they had this ability, uh, this time lapse setting, where I can move the gimbal around. Where is the gimbal? Oh, you got that go. You can move it around and say, start the time lapse here, and then move it over here. And then this is my second point down here, and then my third point over here, and then fourth point over here, and you can set these, these points. 
And then you can say, I want this to last six hours, I want it to last three hours, and shoot so many intervals. Uh, and then you can get something like this. So I shot this yesterday. I told it up here, and then down here, and then come up. And then, I mean, this is, this is motion tracking, which in Hollywood was super expensive five years ago. Super, and now we're doing it on this gimbal that's 130 bucks. Here's another example. So this is your classic time lapse. Everyone's kind of like jumpy, boom, 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 boom. There's me. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this is holding it on the gimbal while you're time lapsing? I would, I'm sorry, the gim I put the gimbal on this. Yeah. The gimbal on that. Yeah, yeah, and I just said uh, for 30 minutes, just do a sweep. And that was easy. And I set it and I left and came back and it was done. Um, using that app uh, Skyflow, you do things like this. Do you see how it's much smoother? It's not poppy. Isn't that fun? Cool. <laughs> so I shot uh, using the gimbal. And here's it going the other way. I was really tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is using the app Skyflow. And, and it's basically Skyflow is another classic time lapse app. But what it does is there's something in there called long exposure setting. And every time the shutter opens, instead of just doing a quick pop, 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 it opens longer or mimics that. And that's why you get this motion. Instead of him being clear right now, you get this motion of movement. And uh, you get a much cleaner um, effect, a more smooth, buttery feel. And again, there's a lot of playing with this and figuring it out, but you do that with there's not very many apps that allow you to do this effect, and that app, Skyflow, is one of them. So, if you're into time lapses, that's the one to do. Questions? Yeah. What do you, as far as your settings for your iPhone, what are you shooting for? K or how many frames per second? Is it matter? Yeah. Uh, See, now you're getting technical. Uh, I don't shoot 4K on my iPhone. I, like most people, I run out of space real quick, and. 4K takes a lot. I haven't experimented too much with this depth of field adapter. How much more sharp it might look by shooting 4K over 1080p. From the image on the iPhone, I can't tell a difference. It's still a little bit blurry on the edges and it's, it's got that soft focus effect. So I shoot 1080p on that just because. Um, yeah, so right now my world is still 1080p. I haven't jumped to 4K yet mainly for space reasons. Uh, okay, so you can have all the great footage and time lapses you want, but the one caveat, biggest problem with iPhone is, is sound. Sound is hard. And, and this, is one of, this is the reason I don't shoot primarily on my iPhone, because I have a nicer camera at work, and I, and I use that. Um, but I use it because it's so much easier to get better sound out of. And there's just workarounds with the iPhone. That's another caveat about shooting on the iPhone. But with the right tools, you can get really close to professional um, audio capture. Um, OK, so these are some things I found on Amazon last night. Uh, in, in that interview, I think I have a photograph. How's the uh, road on, on 
the off button, is it pretty good? It's pretty good. Okay. So you have to get the settings right. Okay. And you, it's hard to monitor audio, and that's the thing. It's like, oh, I think it's good. So this is David and I shooting this real, uh, real quickly on Thursday. I had this one mic, um, and the iPhone is weird because it has this different eighth inch um, adapter for audio input called TRRS, and you have to get the right one to make it work. And so you have to get a, a when you search on Amazon, you have to search for iPhone lapel mic or cell phone mic, and they will say, this will work with my iPhone. And then the other issue is nobody has the, the, the jack anymore, so you have to use the adapter. Um, but anyways, so it's, it's rather short. This guy's rather short, so we had to do it pretty close, and it was stretched. Uh, I wanted you to see that here. Um, but you can get some extensions on it, and so lapel mic is great. If you're doing interviews, this is the best way to go, and it works well. And this app called Filmic Pro, which you might have to pay a little bit for, maybe $10, uh, you can set audio on there. I didn't have the audio set perfectly because you could hear them clipping in that ministry video I showed you, but it, it was way better than not having it. And that's me still trying to figure out the proper audio settings. Uh, so this is a good way to get proper audio. Uh, as far as shotgun goes, uh, this guy, I was shocked to see it. They had great reviews on Amazon. Uh, it's just a shotgun mic similar to the Rode that's on that guy. That guy is about $230, uh, the microphone, and people were raving about this little guy. Uh, again, and it came with the right adapter for the cell phone. So it would just clip right on um, to give you better audio. And that, that dead cat, um, the, the wind muffle, it is the best. I mean, it looks silly, but it, it makes a world of difference. What kind of range does something like that have? I mean, pretty close. Pretty. I mean, from me to you, that's far. It won't. It would be hard to tell the difference between that and the mic is already on my iPhone. But if you're up close, man, it's a world of difference. World of difference. Uh, the other thing is this guy here. I've been using this and really enjoying it. A ceramic. Is that the how you say it? Ceramic. I don't know. I've never said it before. Um. So this is the old version. I just saw this on Amazon, the new one, that has the lightning port adapter already built in. That's fantastic. Uh, but basically, it's a powered XLR input. Uh, so any kind of XLR mic or wireless lab that you already have, um, or even a shotgun mic that you already have, you just pop it in and put some batteries in if it's not a powered microphone, and you're good to go. And you can even monitor sound off of this guy. There's a little audio jack. Uh, we don't know what a power XLR. Oh, sorry. Is. Yes, thank what you. I'm so that? sorry. Uh, some microphones require power uh, to work, and uh, usually a modern production camera will power that. It's called 48 volt phantom power, right? Yes. Phantom power, and uh, this provides that. The lapel mics don't need it because they're so small, uh, but when you use a bigger, like shotgun mic. Um, even that one that's going around, that one has a 9-volt battery in it. Uh, but this right here, if you need power, has the ability. Um, so I, I can have this up here if you want to see it. I don't know if it's worth passing around. Um, it's that. So again, proper audio is key. To, shoot, to do a good iPhone production, you have to have all the pieces. I really enjoy it. These are a lot of fun pieces. The pieces are getting so much cheaper, and so it's a good time to, to get into this world. Yes? Have you found anything 
Does anybody else, does anybody know something I don't about that? Okay. Okay, let's talk some apps here. Man, there are so many editing apps. Just a few years ago, there was nothing. And it was just like, I would search and search the app store for what's a good editor, what's a good editor. My dream was, I had this wonderful iPad, and I couldn't edit video on it. That was so dumb to me, is I, I love my, you know, they make it for people who can write books and all this stuff, but like as an editor, I'm, I'm left out to dry with the iPad. And I hated that because I just had dreams of being in bed with my little pencil and just like, and that's not, you know, for years that wasn't available until just recently. Um, and I'm talking about the more uh, professional side of editing. Uh, the more strenuous, uh, yeah. So, there, again, as I'm saying, there's some great ones. Apple makes iMovie, which comes free on every phone. It's a great <coughs> mid, it's a great professional editor for people who've never done editing. And it's a great editor. Um, I don't like it because there's, it's just, you have to make some sacrifices. And um, if I'm going to do a, an extreme edit, I'm going to use LumaFusion, which I'll get to. But, uh, and then they also have a new one called Clips, which is a really fun app. Uh, if you've ever played with it, it's, go, it's on your phone, I think, if not download it from Apple. Apple Clips, and it does some really cool things. Uh, one of the things it does is you can, I think it's meant for more people who like to do selfie videos, but you can dictate, it'll dictate your, your words at the bottom, so you're like, you can caption your videos automatically as you do your video. Uh, recording. It's, it's incredible. Again, it, it, their, their technique to editing is I just haven't captured it yet and it's not, uh, I'm not fluent in it. And, um, so I don't, I don't go to it. I do go to GoPro quick and um, GoPro bought this other company and I forget the name of it, uh, which had a great editor and they just marketed it under their name. And it's called GoPro quick and uh, it's a great editor because you can just select your footage and it'll do everything else for you, like you saw. And you can also go in and be more precise. And so I made this fun video. Uh, so I captured my phone. I don't know if you know you can do this. You can screen capture your phone now as you do stuff. So I screen captured my phone as I edited these three different videos. And So this is the five minute one, this is the 20 minute one, and this is the like three to four hour one. All of, all of them were edited on your phone? Right? Yes, all, yeah, all were edited on my phone. So how do you screen capture your phone? <laughs> <laughs> You're learning so much in this class, aren't you? Yeah. I love that. Uh, 
had my phone, I'd show you, but it's, it's floating around somewhere. Um, I, I'll show you afterwards, or I'll, I'll show it at the very end. Remind me, it's a setting that you, you had to pull up on, or if you know how, you can. Uh, so yeah, did you guys see that? Uh, this one's uh, just way easy. I just went through and selected my clips, and it did the rest. Uh, and then this one, same thing, selected my clips. Uh, the way that makes this one different for the 20 minute edit, and I know this is just pointless because you're, you can't follow it. Uh, the difference is you select your clips and then you go in on the timeline and, and, and you say, you mark it with the highlight and say, this is the part of the clip that's important to me. You go to the next, and you can do several of those. You go to the next clip you have and you say, <laughs> I really like this second when my son turns around and you just highlight it. And so, and then it goes through and uses around that area that you highlighted, so you can be more precise in the edit. Other than that, it still does everything for you. Um, and when I say that, it's, it's honest. You go in and you select, um, I'm sorry I don't have this up here, but you go in and select your clips, and then you select the theme you want, and it already has music there for you, and it has those graphics, and you just change your title, and you can say how long you want it for Instagram or Facebook, or you want two minutes, and it does everything else for you. Is that the GoPro? That's the GoPro Quick. Yeah, yeah, these two are the same. It's just, I didn't do any of the highlighting section. I just said, you decide. And then I made more decisions on this one. And then LumaFusion is here. And if anybody is familiar with Premiere, does anybody actually use Premiere? A big Premiere fan. And this, uh, yeah, for those who are in Premiere, you will love this. Because this is basically Premiere for your iPhone. It's it's That's probably the Luma Fusion. It's the most expensive <laughs> app I've ever bought. It like I had to kick myself. Isn't that weird? Like twenty dollars is I I just like <laughs> waited a week to like push the purchase button. <laughs> I had to read all these reviews and YouTube's. I'm like, no, it's just twenty dollars. <laughs> um, it was just so hard to do it. It's it's a phenomenal editor. It's, it's classic editing, you have your audio down here, your clips, and then you can have a second layer, and then a third layer. You can double click, and then you can go in and set your levels and trims. There's all these filters. There's royalty-free music built in, uh, title. I can change my color. I can actually change uh, my color with keyframes. So I can say it was more yellow here, but it, it, the, auto the auto white balance corrected itself. So I can say, make this more blue, but then go back over here. And it will keyframe my color correction. That's huge, and that's a professional editing ability that you can do now on your iPhone. So, that's, that's the killer one. That's the one that has the chroma key, which is the uh, green screen. So if you're wanting to do green screen, this is the app that has the ability to do it. There may be more standalone apps out there. I, I would imagine there would be for people who have who want to do green screen type stuff, but this one has it built in. Can you also use your iPad? Yes, great question. GoPro Quick, no. There's no uh, iPad app. LumaFusion, there is, and it's better. It's so much easier because it's a bigger real estate, bigger screen. But again, I wanted to show you that you could edit it, a video like that first one on your phone. Okay, questions? I'm happy to pull it up. I mean, I, I was going to show you each of these editors, but 
for lack of time, I was just going to go through it, and I'm happy to show it to you afterwards. Come find me. Again, that's one of the things I love about it, is it has access to this, this royalty-free library. And you find the theme. Some of them are pretty bad. <laughs> but you can also, in both of these apps, access your music library. So you could be illegal and use whatever you want. Uh, and I'm not going to say I have not done that. Uh, but if you have your own song or have bought rights to a song, which we do all the time, um, you can access those specific songs. Does your church's uh, license thing that covers CCLI? No, we use uh, Musicbed. Um, and there's some, several out there. Uh, if you're looking for music that you can purchase the rights to, check out themusicbed.com. It's phenomenal. Uh, my wife and I do wedding videos as well, and we just tell our brides to go on there and buy music. Katie, who are some of the big artists on there? Uh, it's a lot of Nashville people, so Dave Barnes, Thousands more. Thousands, yeah, yeah. And, and like everything from like cinematic ambient music to, I mean, I use it all the time for my very emotional type ministry films. There's some great piano pieces. And, um, it's, it's got everything. So check out Music Bed. They, you can search by theme and um, projects, projects, suggestions. They'll even lyrical. The customer service is fantastic. They'll do tempo too. They do it by <laughs> yes, tempo. they do it by tempo. Yeah, it's just, it gets way beyond me. Really quick. Great sight. Uh, last but not least, um, uh, lighting. It's the one thing nobody really wants to talk about. Um, I am a big proponent, and I'm becoming more and more and more. When I first got into this, I, I, I had to get the right lighting tools, and I had to get this, and learn how to shape lighting. There's a art to lighting. There's such an art, and I... I'm not an artist in that way, but I know I can get by. Um, what I find is the best lighting in my interviews are always done by window. It's the cheapest, it's the easiest, um, and it's the most beautiful. And you can get some really soft lighting from, from placing your talent in the correct uh, position next to a window. Uh, but when I do need to have more controlled lighting, uh, again, <laughs> I feel so bad for these companies who come out with great technology and then they get ripped off, but we're, we're reaping the benefits of it here. Uh, this LED light wand, which you can get for $50 to $100, is ripped off from this company that made its mascot, Wascot, and they made the ice light. Same idea. It looks like a lightsaber almost. Uh, but theirs was $600, and you can get it now for $100 on Amazon. And it's, it's a great tool. So it's daylight balance, but when you need tungsten, you just slip this sleeve over. It's about yay big. And um, it's great soft lighting. Uh, and then these, these LED and lighting kits, there's nothing better than a light box. Uh, it's more of a hassle to carry around. Um, but again, it mimics a good window because it's the size of a window and you get real nice soft lighting. Uh, one. Let me see if I can go back to this slide real quick. Um, so this is just kind of a rule of thumb. When you're shooting an interview, uh, always remember to shoot on the dark side of the face. So uh, you can see 
he has, he's lit by the window over here, but the camera is angled on this side. So you want the light on the opposite side. So that's my, my one little gift for you as far as lighting. Um, here's, the, here's the room that we shot the interviews in. It's our prayer room at church. Um, I positioned it so uh, David sat here. This was our key light. This was our main light. And then we had this one back here for kind of a rim backlighting that was provided a natural backlight. So again, it's all about positioning, putting someone in the right place, finding the right windows in your church or house or wherever. And um, you can do some really, really great interviews. The one problem that you don't really see in the video, but I was having an issue with it in the edit, uh, was clouds. So all of a sudden it got darker and then it got lighter and I was constantly having to adjust. So it's not perfect, but it's free. Uh, guys, I mean, I'm kind of coming up to the end. Uh, it, was a, it was a mad rush. I uh, hope you got something out of it. But let's do questions and, and what else can I answer and show you? And Yeah. Uh, for uh, when you're doing like sermon videos yeah. or something like that, like, uh, and I know that I, I hear that sometimes it's good if you're not necessarily if you're doing like a Facebook live, if you're just recording, you can record on one phone and then like do the audio on something else and then try to get, you know, like maybe a lapel mic or something. And like, can you put the audio from one uh, to the video of another? Yes, I do. Okay, so uh, if you guys are writing down tools, um, there's a uh, there's a company called Tamron, not Tamron, oh my goodness, it's an audio company, can someone help me, T-A, Tamron, they have a, a lapel recorder, and it's like a wireless lapel, but it records to the recorder, okay. and so I use it all, I'm shooting a documentary right now, and they all carry it, and so I can have, and they're $200, so that way I can have four or five of them, and then in Premiere, you can sync that sound and okay. sync all those clips up. Sadly, I've looked at, that's my next wish, is one of these editors have sound sync. Okay. And I'm waiting for LumaFusion to, to do that. I, uh, as you saw, I shot two iPhones, yeah. uh, a wide and a tight. Um, and the way I edited it is I just had to match it. I just found that part of the scene and then overlaid the wide shot over his other one and just matched it myself. If you're coming out of a soundboard, though, there's yeah. a, a thing called iRig. I mean, iRig 2. That's basically a guitar hookup. <clears throat> well, that's or what we iPhone, use. Right? And we come out of our soundboard into the iRig straight into the iPhone. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, oh so I didn't know. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're doing the sound sync for live, is that what you're wanting to do? Well, not necessarily just for your record. Again, as I said, that's the caveat with the iPhone. Is it's that's one more thing you have to think about. It's like how do I get proper audio input into this thing? Uh, I just had a quick question yeah. about the, the music. Music was my, has been my biggest thing. Um, is I'm always scared I'm not going to do the Creative Commons correctly. <laughs> um, well, but uh, so the music that I found that a few years ago and I was excited about. It, then I saw the price tag that could go with it. Like if I, I mean if I had the amount of money. But you know, um, so is it like what generally what's the cost of using music bed? Because the only thing I found are like the free music archive online, which is like 
so here's the, here's the deal with music. You're exactly right. I mean, songs are $49 to $79. I think it's, it's $79 for church. Um, and you can use that for one video. Um, yes. And this is where I get a little bit gray and fuzzy, and I get these songs and use them all the time. It's, it's to the point where people are like, ah, she's in that song again. Um, but it's because... I'm about to get to that. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, it gets a little bit gray for me there, and I'm, I'll just say I purchased it. Um, I just haven't used it for a lot more videos than that one. Uh, they are changing their model, as my wife was saying, to a subscription model. And I don't know the pricing. Do you know the pricing on that? No, but they're going to... Shocking. That'd be that'd be incredible. Yeah. There's a there's a company that I use called Soundstrike. Soundstrike? I don't you know. You can either do it directly. You can either do monthly. It's fifteen dollars a month. You unlimited downloads. Wow. Or yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, check that out. They've yeah. got different. You can search by um, mood. You can search by um, instrument. You can I mean, and it's got a nice library. That's awesome. Right. And um and or you can pay for the year and. It's like, Hundred and some odd bucks yeah. a year, so I mean, in the long run, it saves money. But if you have a month to month, I mean, there's no reason you can't. You can download all you want. Yeah. And what I love about those is what you don't get in the iTunes Store. You can't search by mood or instrument or tempo. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's in a service in and of itself. And you can search. I mean, it gives you various links. You yeah. can search, and when you go download the file, you like, I like this song. I want to. License to this or whatever, and it give you a long version, a short version. I mean, and it's That's you don't awesome. have to spend as much time editing the yeah, audio to take sure. it off here. It's for nice, sure. it's a neat resource. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, what about saving space? I guess video uses yeah. up so much space. Do you just upload it to the cloud, or do you no, put it on your computer? No, I, I, I love the cloud. I hate the cloud. Yeah. Uh, I don't use the cloud. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's not true. I use Dropbox and iCloud to an extent. Right. Um, I don't store my photos there or video there because there's so much. Uh, I, on a monthly basis, I do a dump. Uh, are we all mostly Mac people here? Uh, there's something called Image Capture. It's an app that's barely known. It's an old app. And basically, the, the use of it was for when we had SD cards, you would plug in an SD card and you would download, you would select these photos and download it to wherever. It was a down, it was a photo downloading app. And, but all of our different apps now incorporate it so they don't use this standalone app, but it still comes with the map. And it's called Image Capture. And I say this because it recognizes the iPhone and uh, these iTunes and iPhoto make it so convoluted of where are my photos? I just want them in this one folder. And so image capture, you can go in and say, I want all, just give me everything, dump it to this one folder, and then just delete, get it off my phone. I don't want it on there, right? That's how you have to do it, image capture. And, and do you do most of your editing on your Mac or on your phone? Oh, Mac. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I am, I don't want to steer you guys wrong. This is fun, I love it. I'm, I'm so much more efficient. But there's, there is times where I've got to get something out, and I'm out and about, I'm on an airplane, and you can 
shoot. You can do just as good as edits on this as you can on a computer. And it's, it's, a, it's incredible. That LumaFusion is still just, it shocks me every time. I didn't know you could do this. And they are constantly updating it. They're a great company. Worth the 20 bucks. Do you yeah. know of any PC storage options or is for for iPhones, I, I don't know what I don't know what the equivalent image capture is to that. The other app I want to recommend to everyone is Google Photos. It's phenomenal because it's what photos should be on Apple. It's uh, basically it uploads your photos and videos to Google servers for free forever. And I have loaded every photo I've ever taken onto there. And it's great because, and it automatically catalogs it. And yes, Google's going through all my personal stuff, but I don't care. And <laughs> I go in, and I was, I was like, Katie, what's that photo from? Who did we see here at LAX the other day? And so I just typed in Los Angeles International, and it pulled up every photo that I ever shot while in the area of Los Angeles. And in a matter of 30 seconds, I found a photo from 2012 uh, that I shot. And it's, it's amazing. So Google Photos huge fan and I'm still very very mad at Apple and Apple photos because how much they charge it's very convoluted yeah I wish you were better but Google Photos is on what uh, it's an app it's an app for your phone it's an app for your iPad uh, and it's a it's a web app so Google uh, photos.google.com and it just basically it stores your photos within your Google account and it catalogs them it, it automatically recognizes faces Dates, GPS locations, it's it's great. Um, and, and, and you don't pay for it. That's the thing, is I have thousands of photos on there that I can access at any time, anywhere in the world, as long as I have an internet connection. Sure. I still store my photos on a hard drive safe for safely, safety off somewhere else in my closet, but if I want to access them, I always go to Google Photos. Uh, we're out of time, but let me say one more thing about that. Uh, the, the caveat is, uh, it, if it's higher than 16 megapixels, it'll down-res it to 16 megapixels. But right now, the iPhone still shoots under 16 megapixels. So your, your photos are pretty much identical when they get uploaded to, to Google. All the more professional photos I've shot on other cameras get down-res, but still, 16 megapixels, you can print a 20 by 24 with no problem. And how often are we printing 20 by 24s? How often are we printing, period? So it's, that's the thing. It's, for convenience sake, it's wonderful. And they also bought one of my favorite editors for iPhone and built it into Google Photos. So you can, I was gonna show it, but I haven't played with it well enough. You can actually just select the photos and videos from years past, and it'll automatically open it up within an editor within Google, and you can simply make some quick edits and make some videos. Really. Was this helpful? Yes. <laughs>